0: Hello friends, welcome back to the Makers Guild podcast. So excited to be back again after a bit of a break. I went to New York City to celebrate my birthday and I also went, while I was there, to the Maker Camp convention. And uh, that was with Jimmy DeResta in East Durham at the Blackthorn Resort. And it was so much fun. I met a whole bunch of uh, YouTube makers who I've been watching for years and as well as making friends with a ton of other makers. And uh, it was so inspiring to meet all these people and to uh, see, you know, the the skills and the creativity that all these folks have and to be able to participate in that. It was a really hands-on kind of uh, weekend where we got to get our hands dirty blacksmithing and, and working on the lathe and all kinds of things. It was so much fun. So uh, shout out to all my peeps that I met there. And... I really would highly recommend that if you get a chance to go to one of these maker meetup type events, it is totally worth it. I came back super inspired to get in the shop, um, making new products and and trying new skills out and improving, um, you know, my abilities. So definitely a worthwhile experience, but as always, it's great to be back. This week on the podcast, we're going to be carrying on talking about the subject of the sweet spot in your business. And so I've got this diagram up behind me here. We talked about top clients last week and the whole kind of concept of the sweet spot. And this week, we're going to be talking about unique offering. You can download this uh, diagram off of my website. You can go to makersguild.space. And just uh, navigate to this episode and you'll be able to see the download there. So especially if you're listening and you can't watch this, then that's a great uh, way to view that. And before we get into this week's topic, I just have a quick announcement that I want to tell you about. I am doing another maker meetup in my city of Calgary, Alberta in Canada. So if you are a maker living in or near Calgary, I would love it if you would be able to come to uh, my maker meetups. I'm actually hosting two of them and they're totally free and you can find the details on my website makersguild.space. And these events are all about local makers who are running businesses, meeting each other, being inspired by each other getting to know each other and we're gonna be sharing you know what's working and what's not in our businesses and how we overcame hurdles and all that great stuff Uh, so these events that are coming up on the seventh and the sixteenth they're both gonna be the same i was asked after the last event by a lot of people who weren't able to make it if i could do one outside of work hours and so i totally get that but I thought there's also a group of people that came to that one who were available during work hours. So I thought, I'm just going to do two. So one is on Thursday, November 7th, and one is on Saturday, November 16th. And we're going to be talking about holiday marketing. As you guys, I'm sure know, A lot of us makers and creators, uh, the biggest time of our year, business-wise, is the holiday season, Christmas gifts, and all that good stuff, so we're going to be talking about how we're all going to be doing our marketing this year, and I think we're going to learn a lot from each other, and uh, and it's going to be really worthwhile, so check out my website makersguild.space. You can navigate to the Maker Meetups YYC page and get the information there. Now, let's dig into this week's episode, which is all about the unique offering. Your unique offering or area of innovation, as we learn about in the pumpkin plan, is vitally important to your business to get that sweet spot where you're profitable and your business is running smoothly and effectively. So without having a unique offering, without being... Uh, innovative unique business in today's kind of landscape where there's so many people out there like and especially with the internet you've got access to almost you know the world is at your fingertips right and so without being unique in some way you're gonna experience some serious price pressure Uh, as I talked about last time with the example of the hand-painted sign that somebody was looking for in my neighborhood and 27 businesses replied to that ad you can imagine you know how little money that company made that that ended up getting that job so that was an example of something that was really you know they price competitive as a result of not having a unique offering. The other challenge that you're gonna have if you don't have a strong unique offering is you're gonna face kind of uh, difficulty getting any attention for your marketing Uh, nobody's gonna respond to something that's just the same as everyone else so this is a really important piece of your puzzle now I think that it's really important and I believe Mike Michalowicz talks about this in the pumpkin plan as well that you want to get your top clients figured out before you move to your unique offering and the reason for this is that Oftentimes, when businesses kind of create their offering kind of in a bubble without having sort of their target audience in mind when they create the product, that what's going to happen is that there's a strong possibility, and it's probably more like an inevitability, that what you create doesn't, nobody responds to. And so it's really important to take you know first get your top clients figured out as best as you're able to and of course all of these things you're refining over time like it's not like you just figure it out one day and then it's set you know but you're you're doing the best you can to get your top clients figured out and that will inform what your unique offering is so that you can make sure that what it is that you create that your products and services and what it is that you offer and the uniqueness that you have as a business is connected deeply connected to two things. One, your personality of your business. So that's like what we talked about in the past, your, your uh, immutable laws and that sort of thing, and what it is that your personality and your skills and the, the vision that you have for business for your business, so that's going to feed into your unique offering. And the other thing that's going to feed into your unique offering is your top clients. Who are the people that are the customers in your business that you serve? You need to make sure that your offering is tailored to them and is going to appeal to them and is going to speak to them and will be something that uh, they love and and would you know pay good money for, right? Now, this idea of a unique offering isn't new. Uh, Seth Godin famously wrote about this in Purple Cow, which is an excellent book, which I highly recommend, and stands up just as well today as it ever did. And so we know that this is really important, but it's sometimes easier said than done. How do you create something unique? How do you find your sort of very special way of connecting, you know, creating products and services that is different from other people and is really, you know, going to blow away those customers that are our top clients. And the method that I learned about in the pumpkin plan that I think is so powerful is called the wish list interview. Now the idea here is that you're going to take your very best clients that you have right now. Who are the people that you love to work with, who are the most profitable, who you know pay you on time, and who you're always excited when you see their name on your call display come up and you're looking forward to talking to them. What you're gonna do is you're gonna take your top five of those clients, the very best clients, and you're gonna ask them, invite them to coffee for having a conversation about how you can serve them better you know you can tell them that you're working to improve your business and you want to be able to serve your very best customers like them uh, as best as you possibly can and so you want to uh, learn from them how you can do uh, you can do better and the idea is that you invite them out for a cup of coffee and what you're gonna do is you're gonna bring a notepad to take notes or or ask if you can record the conversation that's even better And what you're going to do is you're going to talk to them about their experience with working with your business and you're going to find out from them what are the things that they love about working with your business, what do they hate about working with your business, what do they wish that you would do, Uh, what do they wish that you wouldn't do. And you're going to try to learn from them as much as you possibly can about what it is that they would love for you to do. And what it is, one of the, the key pieces about this is understanding what it is that they love about you, because sometimes it's not, you know, we have an idea of why we think, you know, our customers come back to us and why they they like working with us, but we may not have the full picture of that. We may not totally understand what it is that they love about us. So uh, if we can find this out, then we can really double down on that thing. Sometimes people are surprised. Like we think that it's just about the product that we offer but it might be something about the whole experience of working with us like maybe they love you know uh, you know, the communication they love being sort of part of the design process with us or something like that And and they like you know the experience of like seeing their product come together as we send them photos of it you know being developed and being produced or whatever Um, Whatever it may be, it'd be worth having this conversation to find out what it is that our clients love about working with us so that we can double down on that. So for example, when I did this with my woodworking business, what I found out was that my customers really love that kind of one-on-one kind of relationship that I have with them compared to, you know, if they're going to a home store and buying furniture there, it's just like, you know, a big box store and it's so impersonal or whatever, but then when they work with me me, they get to have this kind of personal relationship where they get to, uh, you know, talk with me about the process of what they're getting and they get to kind of, um, experience that, that sort of creative process together as we, we produce the thing. So it was really about the personal relationship and of course the product is important, but what I discovered is that personal relationship for my clients was a really important thing and so this is an area that I want to focus more on and this is something that I can be totally unique in. There's nobody exactly like me out there and so this is great news. I can kind of focus on that part of my business and, and maximizing that, and it's a and then my customers have a really amazing experience that they can't get anywhere else. And so that was incredibly insightful. So that's the one half of the wish list interview is finding out what's great about our businesses that we want to double down on. But the other half that we really want to figure out is what's wrong with our businesses that our clients hate or you know, put up with that if we could if fix, would make it so much better for them and we, they would have such a you know better experience, they're gonna refer more people, they're gonna buy from us more often, and it's gonna really make things so much better. So what are the things that they don't like about our business? The problem is that most people are not really willing to tell us to our face what's wrong with our business, what they don't like about working with us. And, you know, people are just too nice and they don't want to say that to us and that's understandable. I don't like to tell people that stuff either. I mean, I've got a couple of friends who are willing to be blunt enough with me and uh, appreciate that, but um, it's not always the case that we can get that from our clients. So how do we find out what it is that our customers don't like about us? Especially our top customers, the ones who like already like working with us. There's always gonna be some things that they don't like as much, right? So Mike has this genius way of kind of getting at what those frustrations are that our clients have, and that is to get them to talk about the industry that we're in instead of talking about us specifically. So it kind of gives them the ability to sort of vent about the problems that they experience with, you know, our whole industry. and and without kind of personally offending us, right? And this kind of gives them that freedom to talk about it. And you know, it may be that they're talking about us specifically, but they don't have to say that. They can hide behind this kind of, uh, you know, I'm just criticizing the industry that you're in. And so um, on my version of the book I've got on page 136, there are some really great questions I'm gonna read to you that you can ask your customers, so. What frustrates about sorry what frustrates you about vendors in my industry? What do you wish vendors in my industry would do differently? If you could tweak the products and services my industry provides to better suit your needs, what would you change? What is most confusing about my industry? I love this because we who are in it know it so well like this kind of this concept of the curse of knowledge that like once you know something it's it's so hard to imagine what it was like before you knew it and so this is the case for our customers where you know they might not necessarily know all the same things like i know for with woodworking for example like you know as woodworkers we are so into the field of woodworking and we know all these like details about like the differences between solid wood and plywood and particle board and all these different things and and it all comes and we know what board feet are and all these jargony terms or whatever and you know the customers don't know that uh, necessarily and so asking this question about what's confusing is a great way for us to find out how we can better communicate to our customers, communicate more clearly so that uh, they are going to be more easily able to buy from us um, And then this last question I really love, what do you wish vendors in my industry would offer? And that could be a really powerful way to find out what products and services we should be offering that we aren't right now. And it could be an opportunity for us to create something new that would really, you know, uh, our clients would love and be willing to pay big bucks for. So... What you want to do is do these interviews, do these wish list interviews, and then take notes or record them, and then you're going to go back and you want to sit down and uh, work through what you learned. And you're going to be looking for, because of course each person is going to have some of their own stuff that they're going to talk about that doesn't, you know, it's maybe just them. What you want to look for is some trends or themes that you see running across several or all of the people that you talk to so that you can kind of, uh, you know, recognize things that are going to apply to probably all of your top clients and not just one or two of them. And I love this. I love this so much. You may have to kind of read between the lines a little bit. You know, they might not always tell you exactly at face value what it is, uh, but if you kind of look for sort of themes and you look for some commonalities amongst what you heard from your top clients then you want to take those things and you want to brainstorm how can you make your business fit those things better how can you uh, tick more of the boxes that your clients are looking for how can you mitigate some of the negative things that they've experienced you know in your industry or working with you how can you make sure that those problems don't happen for your clients How can you make your communication more clear that they can understand what you're talking about and connect to it and and resonate with what you're talking about more deeply? And so this is such a powerful way to be able to create a unique offering that is tailored to your top clients and to you as your business. And so this is something that um, I recommend and Mike Michalitz recommends that you do. I want to do this kind of regularly in my business where I revisit this uh, on intervals where I can talk to my clients and continue to refine and get better understanding of who they are and what they want and create an offering that responds to that and that is tailored around that. One of the other examples in the book that Mike talks about that I really like is this business that he has, which is a leatherworking business where they have kind of curated this audience of uh, real kind of hardcore fans who love what they're doing and they use that audience to crowdsource uh, the ideas for their next products that they're going to offer. And so this is kind of like wish list interview, but like uh, writ large. So the idea is that not necessarily that you're sitting down with each person and having a conversation with them, but instead what you're doing is you're sort of polling your community to find out what it is the next thing is that uh, they would like you to make and I think this is a really cool way of doing it if you have sort of, if you're able to have a community or an audience that follows what you do and are excited about what you do and what's great about this is uh, you can get them to sort of buy into what it is that you're making before you make it and you can do pre-orders and all that great stuff. So this is kind of where Kickstarter and those types of um, those types of crowdfunding type websites can come in but you don't have to do it through a crowdfunding website like you can also get an email newsletter or a Facebook group or a subreddit or whatever it might be the way that you connect to your audience you know in the way that they like to be connected to uh, based on what you discovered from your wishlist interviews of your top clients uh, you can communicate with your audience to find out what it is that they want and you can gauge their interest and you can get their feedback from new products before you've released them to fix the problems that they see or um, make them even better. And you can find out and then you can and then you can do pre-sales. you can get you know, pre-orders for those products and you can do a limited run, so there's a little bit of like incentive for people to get in on it. And it's a really I think a really cool way for makers to be able to have this sort of community feel with their businesses and connect to the customers on a on a deeper level that you know like big corporations, it's gonna be almost impossible for them to do that, but us little makers we're nimble and we can have a real you know relationship with our customers, and we can have you know we don't need a ton of customers. You know it doesn't have to be a massive audience but a small but like committed audience of people who love what we do and are excited about the new things that we make man we can make really unique stuff that is so tailored to them that they're not going to find that kind of thing anywhere and even if they do because they have that unique relationship with you as the maker it's going to be uh, something that they're not going to be able to replicate elsewhere so I love that model so uh, those are a couple of takeaways that you can uh, run with here is uh, doing some crowdsourcing of your product ideas and doing wish list interviews to figure out a unique offering but whichever method that you take or come up with your own we're all creative as makers But really work to get that unique offering as focused and nailed down as possible and as integrated with who you are as the business owner and who your customer is so that those things fit together and create something really unique that you can stand up out in the market and you can charge. Prices that you really deserve, and you can make a good profit off of that so uh, I would love to hear from you if there are what your unique offering is, and if you 've done wish list interviews or something like that i'd love to hear what the what the results were and how that went for you. And I also offer uh, business strategy coaching, so if you would like some help implementing this stuff in your business, uh, please talk to me. You can talk to me whether you're interested in that or not because I would love to connect with you. Um, And I would want to hear your feedback and how I can make this podcast more effective for you and more valuable and to grow this community of Makers. You can find me on uh, my website, makersguild.space. You can also... Find me on Instagram, makers.guild and hit me up in the direct messages there. I would love to connect with you. And next time we're going to be carrying on with the final section of this, which is systems. And this is where we can scale our businesses and really experience some profitability and maybe even the ability to take a vacation. So we'll talk to you next time.